Living with Maida Lee. Living with Maida Lee. Living with Maida Lee. Maida Lee. Living with Maida Lee. Hello and welcome to Living with Maida My name's Andrew. I'm joined by Liam. Hello there. How are you? All right, mate. All right. Got back from holiday yesterday, so we're happy. Well, it's not happy anymore because I'm back. But just a little bit about what this is about. This is like a almost like a bonus, hopefully four episodes that we're going to do at the the end of every week of the European Championships um, because we've obviously watched most of the games and most of the TV coverage and stuff. So we thought we may as well do like a, a couple of quick pods on them. Um, this is not going to be like an analysis sort of thing of football. We're not going to go in. People are doing this all over the place, going into depth about tactics and stuff like yeah. that. It's going to be more about the, what's happening on TV, hopefully a few of our memories and stuff like that as well. A, a more a sideways glance, would you say, Liam? Yeah, we might touch on bits and pieces of the football, but I think, as you say, there's already good stuff out there doing that. So we're not we're not doing game particular match analysis as such, are we? although we, we might dabble into England-Scotland a bit later on if, if we've both got some venting to do, I think. Yeah, like I say, well, obviously the England games we, we might mention a little bit more. Obviously, we're recording this the day after the England-Scotland disaster, so uh, we might go into that. But it's mainly going to just be about, like I say, f- f- things that we find funny, basically, that we've seen throughout the tournament and, and maybe a, a, a digression into uh, memories and stuff, I think, of tournaments. Before we get going, though, into the sort of things that have happened in the football, I think we have to we have to bring in uh, our friend Rich Maidley, don't we, to start with? Yeah, I mean this is called Living with Maid. Like it, it's it's not a podcast about Richard Maidley. If you're first time listening or whatever, it's it's it would be it's called Living with Maidley because it's about TV and we can't remember a moment of our lives where Richard Maidley wasn't on TV and he's been on TV all this week. I've been away, so I've not seen him um, as much as I'd like to because I've not I've been on holiday, but I've been tagged in. So many things about what he's been up to on Good Morning Britain this week. Yeah, he's he's had quite a few good moments, but I think there's one particular one that, that really is a highlight, isn't there? I think shall we shall we just drop it straight in? Yeah. There's one interesting point. I was thinking about this last night. Obviously, we had the Nuremberg trials after the war, and we hanged quite quite a few Nazis and we imprisoned a lot of others, and we let them out eventually. But we didn't go after the Hitler Youth, <laughs> as far as I'm aware. We didn't go after the Hitler Youth. We only went after adults um, who'd served in the Hitler regime. And that does something to reflect on, I think. I think, I think that were trending all day, <laughs> actually. I mean, he's, he's done some other good things as well. We're not going to play all the clips because, like I said, we're going to concentrate on the Euros and stuff. But, yeah, I like how he called... I, I saw this myself. He called the coppers the Rosers. When was the last time you heard that? The Rosers. <laughs> Probably well, in the 90s, yeah. was it? Yeah, the Rosers come round to your house, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but loads of good things he said. And thanks for everyone who's tagged us in it um, this week. Like I said, I've not been able to look at them all. Uh, I've not been able to watch it myself, should I say, So because uh, I've been on holiday. But, yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal. And oh, he just carries on with the hits, doesn't he? He's, he's the opposite of, uh, I don't know, who's a, who's a football player who got rubbish as he got old? <laughs> there must be someone. Yeah, of course there is, yeah. Freddie, I do. He was supposed to be good. American. He was good when he was 17. Never did anything. Opposite of him. So he's the, the anti-Freddie Adu. I don't know Freddie Adu, so... <laughs> you had, I'm surprised. He was good on one of the championship managers, but but just to tie in, if we're going to go into the Euros now, um, did you see what he said about Christian Eriksen? Uh, no, I, didn't, I haven't seen that. 
obviously were horrific what happened to Christian Eriksen and obviously we wish him well but Richard Maidley, man like no other, said um, he saw him in hospital and he was a little bit worried because he said he looked tired. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a heart attack can do that for two of you, can't it? Yeah, he says, well, I'm a little bit worried because he looks tired on the the photos. So it's not going to be like dancing about, is it? But I think that's that's quite a good segue into the, the sort of football moments and memories because I think that that has to be one of the standout moments of the week, doesn't it, Christian Eriksen? Yeah, uh, obviously awful. I mean, I was watching this in the caravan where we were away, and um, I don't know if you you weren't watching, were you? I don't think this game. Uh, I, it was my daughter's birthday party, but somebody got a message to say uh, something shocking is going on in the football. Turn it over. So we, we put it on and yeah, it was I kinda of missed the moment live, but I saw some of the some of the thousand replays they played of it to be fair. Um, ridiculous how long that were on, to be fair. I mean, yeah, the, I mean the BBC got stick for that, didn't they? But I, I yeah. don't think they had any control over what was being shown. Well but, people are saying that they could have they could have cut away themselves, but I don't know. I really don't know. I, I can't believe it was being shown. Like I was texting people saying, I can't believe this is still on because you know, thank God he isn't, but it looked like he died, didn't it? It really did. But it did, uh, it did sort of show the good side of football, didn't it? Where the, I think the officials reacted brilliantly. The players did as well as they could do in the situation. I think it, it was... The only disappointing thing is that apparently UEFA told them they would lose the game if they didn't go out and play the yeah, second Yeah, apparently they said you can either play it today or tomorrow or lose 3-0. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's cutthroat sport, isn't it? But hopefully he's doing well. What I found, like, just unbelievable is that they put... Obviously, the game got postponed and the BBC had rights... So they put a repeat of the hit list on the TV show and then halfway through the hit list, because obviously no one knew when they were game were going to be replayed. I think we were all stunned that he got played on the same yeah. night. Weren't we? um, so they basically cut the hit list off halfway through this repeat, by the way, the hit list, a two year old repeat. Twitter was absolutely furious. Yeah. Saying, I was watching that. And now you've put this on. And there was this one guy. Unbelievable. I don't want to get his Twitter account. out just in case people give him stick to be fair, but he will put in, Oh, yeah, they've got substitutes. If someone dies, just bring someone else on. Why did they have to cancel the match? You were yeah. like, people were that angry because they were, they were on an iPlayer. Yeah. Like, we're just like, what are you talking about? I think, I wonder if it's that thing, though, of if, if you're not into your football, it is sort of, TV is saturated with it at the minute, isn't it? And I suppose like extra football is just pushing some people <laughs> over the edge, isn't it? Well, I just think if you're watching something and you're that into it and it's on iPlayer, put iPlayer on. What what you so mad about? It's it's such a unique circumstance what happened. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, ultimately, I mean, it seems like he's doing okay now and he's he's going to have to play with some kind of almost like a pacemaker. But yeah, I think that that was one of my moments of, of this week really. Um, have you? Yeah, have I think you, it was I've, the I've got a couple more, but do you want to jump onto one of yours? What we're, we're going to say throughout this, obviously, we I've not talked to you this week because I've been away, so it's a bit haphazard this. But I think we said before we we're going to do it that. Throughout the week, we're going to compare BBC and ITV, aren't we? Whether it be pundits or whatever, and we'll come to an yeah. overall decision at the end who won. What are you going for at the moment? We'll keep a check on this every week. I would say ITV are on top for me at the moment, but I mm. think it's quite close. I think I think um, Ali McCoyst is probably the difference for me. I think he's, he's, he's just that yeah. little... And, and it's funny, actually, because before I watched the game with Ali McCoyst, I thought the opposite, and I thought it was Mika Richards on the BBC that, that they had the kind of ace card. But actually, I think McCoyst is is brilliant. He's absolutely fantastic because he's not just a, like a joke. So he, has, he is a funny man, but his knowledge, his historical knowledge is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's, he's a very knowledgeable. I know on Question Sport, he was fantastic on that. He's, he's a bright bloke and he, he kind of knows his, his facts. And 
Yeah, I think kind of really quick-witted as well. I mean, he actually uh, he delivered a fantastic line at the start of the, the game, the England game. Um, yeah. I think, let, let's play it. I'm not sure about that, but anyway, first place, first, that was never a free kick. And secondly, after listening to my ex-teammate and old boss, Graham Souness, I'm just about ready to march on Carlisle. Yeah, it's fantastic. I was, I was, I laughed out loud at that. It's not very often a, a kind of football pundit makes me laugh out loud during a match. Well, ITV have basically just got Sky Sports, haven't they? As the pundits, they've got Keane Sooners, Gary Neville. Biggest disappointment for me so far, Gary Neville. I think he's been very. He looks out of place to me. Well, I, I said to you, the, the problem is, I think he's done some of the England games, and he seems very critic. Uh, he seems very reluctant to criticise England. Which, I mean, in itself yeah. is not a bad thing, but there's not loads of positives to say at the moment. So I think he's yeah. he just seems a bit quiet. I, I don't know whether he's got... I, quiet is the, is the term. He's not as passionate as he seem, as he usually is on Sky for me. I think he's a bit sort of laid back. I think Sooners were really banging the Scottish drum, weren't he, yesterday? I tell you what, he's a, a cool-looking customer, Sooners. He seems to have taken about 10 years off him going out to this tournament. I said to uh, Daz, who, who you know, that he looks like he's become the country Spain. He looks Spanish. <laughs> he looks like the most Spanish-looking man I've ever seen. I think he's had his teeth done. I think that's what it is. And obviously, he's got a, an incredible... He looks amazing. I don't. Yeah, but I, swear, I swear I saw him like two weeks ago on Sky or when the season ended, and he just looked like normal Sooners. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh... but I think he's put a spring in his step because I think he was quite boisterous yesterday about Scotland before the game and all. I suppose other sort of punditry moments, if we're going to talk about the pundits, I thought Roy Keane turning up in his jump with captain's armband to sit next to the hair. <laughs> that was brilliant. Yeah, definitely. Uh, did you hear Martin Keogh in Finland versus Russia by any chance? No, I didn't see that one. They were they were an injury and um, the, the uh, team doctor came on. It went a bit quiet and Keogh just mumbling. Goes, he goes, uh, the doctor looks like a businessman. I wonder what's <laughs> in his bag. <laughs> <laughs> like a detective. You're like, what's your one more thing? What's in your bag? You were like, he's come out with some good stuff actually, Keown. Um, I, when the uh, what did he say? Um, the Holland. Oh no, sorry, that was Jermaine Genus. Jonathan, Jonathan Pierce. Did you hear Jermaine Genus when they were doing the Holland Austria game? Where Jonathan Pierce did basically a five minute advert of World Soccer Mag. World Soccer Mag yesterday. And he started going under the and then in World Soccer Mag. He kept saying it. And then it was like a joke. It was almost almost like they'd got advertisement because then it went like they stopped talking about it. And Gina said, What's that magazine you were reading? (laughs) World Soccer Mag. And he goes, Oh, yeah, they know what they're talking about, obviously. It was just like unbelievable, like a weird advert for it. Well, I think my favourite moment so far, and I love when commentators do this, they, they just shoehorn a kind of rehearsed, something they're desperate to say that they think sounds clever. And I think it was uh, Jim Proudfoot. It was England before, England-Croatia, just before the yeah. game. And I think, I mean, I'm paraphrasing slightly, but it was something along the lines of he said, uh, and the past between these two countries is very checkered, much like the Croatian flag. However, England have a cross to bear. <laughs> oh, God. So bad, isn't it? It's ridiculous. I was listening to TalkSport this morning. We'll come on to the England game, the England-Scotland game later. But oh, they've obviously hyped England up like they always do. And they were Natalie Sawyer this morning saying, is it just a case that England are too talented? And you're like, what are you saying? What are you saying to me? Yeah, I mean, I... no, is a short answer to that. But, I, I mean, I, I do agree with the sort of the sentiment that you know, we can't play everyone, so Southgate has got to make decisions. And, and if that means not Grealish, as much as that annoys me, that's fine. 
But you've got to find a way of whatever squad you pick of getting them playing together. And we're not doing that at the moment. So, like yeah. I said, we'll, I think we'll probably finish on... Yeah, the, we'll, we'll, we'll come on to that. Right that, that's the last, last game that we, we saw for it. Pretty much. Uh, the only other thing I've got with the commentary is you watch Wales uh, Turkey where I don't know who it is. The, the right back for Turkey. Um, I'm not going to try and pronounce his name, but he sounded like they were saying Jackie Chan. Uh, the commentary <laughs> all the way through. I think it were a guy Mowbray were like, here's Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan! Like, What's going on here? <laughs> no, I didn't. But but best... I, will, I will look Sorry. out for them. I hope they get through now. Turkey, Turkey out. They've... They're on tomorrow, actually, against uh, Switzerland. And it's Switzerland, when they get four points, they're probably through turkey are probably out because they've they've got two basically yeah minus five goal difference so they're probably going to go out even with a win to be honest i read a great stat though yesterday about switzerland um switzerland have not scored in a knockout game in any major tournament for 66 years yeah that's mad that's absolutely incredible that but the only other thing as well, by the way, before I go, it's not really a commentator thing, is uh, ITV used Jeff Buckley as their half-time highlights in a... I can't remember what game it were, to be fair, but one of the highlights, like, I really like somber Jeff Buckley songs as the highlights. Which song was it? Can you remember? Um, I think it was Last... Yeah, Last Goodbye. This is the last <laughs> goodbye. Like, just a normal game. But the best moment... It's something that we didn't see, but it's, it's been doing the rounds on Twitter, but we may as well play it, out we, in case... Uh, it's been taken off Twitter, actually, due to copyright reasons, but I managed to get a video of it. This is ESPN pundit Stephen A. Smith, and he, he can't get over how good that goal were in the Czechoslovakia versus Scotland game. This is Czech Republic taking on Scotland at Euro 2020. Patrick Schick launches a shot from just inside half field, and the ball flies over David Marshall for the goal. Let's show that play again, please. Show it right there. I mean, kicking it from halfway down the field. Take another look. Marshall's way out of his goal, and Schick takes advantage for a second goal of the game. Czech Republic go on to win 2 to nothing. Ain't no way a shot like that should happen. Yeah, well, this this actually takes on to one of my moments. Presume it's one of yours as well. The sort of the goal from the halfway line against Scotland. I mean, that yeah. was a proper sort of wow moment. That that was a what? where's goal? I can't. It's a brilliant goal, but the goalkeeper is like a halfway line, isn't he? Yeah, and I, I I don't know. I mean, obviously, again, like we said, we're not going to focus too much on trying to be pundits, but yeah, I don't know why he thinks he needs to push up that far. I know modern keepers do kind of push out, and you get a. Oh, German guy, is it Neuer? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, almost playing as a kind of sweeper and pushing right out. And I, but but his defence is good enough and, and he's sharp enough to kind of make that work. But I don't know why you just drift so far forward with no reason. <laughs> so far, it's a great finish. The good thing about him as well, it sounds like they're saying shit every time, doesn't it? Shit. Yeah. Shit! <laughs> when, he, when he hit it, it was like, you know, like Alan Partridge. Shit! That was liquid football! Uh... Shit! Did you see that? He must have a foot like a traction engine. Goal! Before that, obviously, the day before it was the first England game against Croatia, which would be a bit of a dull game, to be fair. Um, I watched it at a pub in Filey. Um, there weren't much atmosphere, to be completely honest, for it. Uh, but what I found when I got in is how many people were furious with the BBC because there was a shadow on the pitch. You know that shadow they had on the side of the yeah, pitch? Yeah, I mean, it was it was difficult to watch. I, I did yeah. say to my dad, I hate watching games where there's a big line across. But, yeah, I don't know what people want the BBC to do about it. They were a few bit typical, bit, why do I pay my licence, defund the BBC? What do you want them to do, get rid of weather? 
Yeah. <laughs> what do you want him to do? Build a roof? Yeah, they got absolutely, absolutely slaughtered for it. <laughs> there is, there is sort of no solution to it, is it, other than build a roof, or, or like you say, that's just it. stop the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it, you know. But I mean, I think it's been a good tournament so far, though. To be fair. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've just uh, before this recording, we've just watched Germany Portugal, haven't we? Yeah, that, yeah, brilliant match. Probably best game so far, though. Embarrassing Southgate and his negative talk. Let's go into that. Do you want to go into it now? Yeah, yeah, let's, let's do it. We're not going to do much analysis, like we say, but I think the England games, especially one like last night, it's a good, good excuse to let off a bit of steam. It were, it were awful, weren't it? I mean, genuinely, this is obviously like, what, 24 hours later nearly? Yeah. I'm, I'm still fuming. I'm so angry. <laughs> like, genuinely as well, like, I can't believe what what I watched. I, I just I just can't get my head around it. I mean, there's, there's so many things. Where, where do you start? What, what's... What's your first point almost? If if we want to rip rip them apart, or I don't know, you might want to defend them for some points. But yeah, well, I I hope he proves me wrong, Southgate, because I think he presents himself really well, and I do want him to do well. He's the sort of guy that if you if you're a manager at work, you think oh, he's a nice guy, but I'm not going to do any work for him. Do you know what I mean? Because I'll be able to. <laughs> I'm just going to like sit down. I'm going to definitely have an extra half an hour on my break because he's not going to say anything. I just think that there's nothing there to inspire at. I'm a Sheffield United fan, and I wouldn't want him anywhere near Sheffield United, and surely that's not right for the England manager. Yeah, there's no spark, is there? I think, and not only no smart spark, but he he seems almost to want to to sort of snuff out any attempt at any any spark. We just seem to want to play as flat and negative as we can set up, and it's. I just think it's the most, one of the most. We always hype England up, and I don't think they're good enough to win it. But it is undoubtedly we've got an exciting attack and an exciting. Uh, like sort of a array of young players, and I think we're probably the most boring team in the tournament so far. I think so, yeah. I think Scotland were a better team. I think, you know, we we just we just all over the pitch. We just looked flat. We're always passing sideways. There's, there's, you know, I think Kane's doing his best up top. He's running around. He's getting dragged back to try and pick the ball up and get involved. Then there's nobody up there when we do have it. There's no runs at pace behind defenders. It, it's, it's awful. I mean, it really I just, yeah, I, I just, I, I was watching it and I, I was quite confident that we were going to win, actually. I did think it'd be, ex- I thought Scotland would like really make it difficult. But after, I don't know, after about 50, 60 minutes, maybe even earlier than that, I don't think we created anything and no at all. And Scotland were the best side by the end. Shea Adams were fantastic. I think we're man of the match. Yeah, Everyone's going to buy Billy Gilmore, but I thought Adams were fantastic. Uh, and I just, I just can't. The, the two defensive midfielders is my biggest bugbear there. I just, I think against no offense, but I think against a team like Scotland, there is no need to play two defensive midfielders. Rice has may as well have not been there because he was just sort of there, and Calvin Phillips were doing the same job. Yeah. I, I, just, I don't know. I think it was Stuart Pearce actually this morning on Talk Sport, or it's Stuart Pearce. It might, might, might not have been him, but they basically said that he's 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 playing these two defensive midfielders because he's scared the defense ain't good enough. But by doing that, is negating what we are good at, which is a lot of pace and a lot of trickery and a lot of skill. Yeah, and do you know, I think actually, whoever did say that, that's that's a really good summary, actually, for me. I think we know we've got issues centre-back, definitely. So we're trying so hard to protect that area. We're just pulling all the team into a very sort of negative defensive setup, And that's not what we've got. We've, we've got one of the best attacking lineups in 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 the world, I would say. Yeah, 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 completely. I mean, I think I just... it's, it's been said lots as well, but 
you know, I kind of have to, if, if we're talking about England, I have to say it. I, I don't understand why Grealish doesn't start. I don't understand yeah. when we do play him, why we pin him out on the left for half an hour. Um, I, you know, I think Spain, Italy, Germany, probably there's countries that would build a team around a player like Grealish. Yeah, I, I've he's never known to not play him, and I don't, I just don't get it. I've never known like a, a country, a, a, a set of pundit, and I mean every pundit, Ian Wright, Dixon, Shearer, even Lineker, who's a presenter, all saying, but well, he's got to play Jack Grealish. And then the manager saying, it's, it reminds me of Italian night, eh? Um, before my time, all the, all the, I remember the tournament vaguely, but there were a lot of talk beforehand by all accounts that, oh, should we take Paul Gascoigne? Because, you know, he's a bit of a maverick and he might, like Bobby Robson said, oh, he needs two balls on the pitch, uh, one for Gascoigne and one for the rest of the team. And Grealish is he's not, not as good as Gascoigne, but he's, he's a little bit like that. He's a bit of a, you know, he's not a hogger as such, but he likes to run with the ball and stuff. He seems like he's petrified to use him. I just think he, he doesn't necessarily fall into this flat 4-4-2, 4-5-1, whatever he wants to sell. I think he's, he likes to roam a bit and get involved, and I don't think that suits Gareth. I think Gareth likes routine, doesn't he? I think he's, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't, I don't if know. You were a, if you were an England player coming in at half-time, who do you think you get get you more pumped up, Gareth Southgate or Chris Whitty? Uh, I'm trying to think. I was just As I looked around the room then, I saw like a, a goldfish in a tank with it, and I thought maybe the goldfish actually might get in there. <laughs> Chris, we get your slides out there, wouldn't he? Next time, next slide, please. Valanta's assistant. Valanta get you up for it, I think. I just can't. I mean, none of us know what Southgate's like in the dressing room, but he doesn't strike me as someone who's going to get anybody fired up. I mean, we we were messaging yesterday saying at half time, can you imagine if Warnock had, had got that team yesterday? It'd have been <laughs> it'd have been bottles thrown and and you know people being screamed at and you know you're better than this. What are we doing? And, I can imagine Southgate just went in and sort of said, you know, I'm, I'm gonna have a, a water. Does anybody else want water? You want okay. ice in your water? Yeah. I, I'd love what I'd love Warnock. I'd love Warnock to be in charge of England for one tournament. I think it ended in absolute disaster. But can you imagine it? The Turks today—they're an absolute disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> Some yeah. challenges they were putting in, and our lads, I think, it, and he won't—it'd be amazing. He won't shake like other managers' hands or anything. Would they? <laughs> like, no, he'd be, he'd be sulking around touchline, and but I think players like Harry Kane. I mean, again, I don't know anything about him, but he's obviously great. But he seems to me to be one of these players who needs a bit of a lift and arm round him. And I think Warnock was so good at that. Those sort of players like like Tongi, where yeah, he'd be in his ear like, Harry, you're better than all these, mate. You're the best in the world, pal. I think he'd. He'd have them all drummed up in the way that they need to be. And, and that flat performance yesterday, God, I mean, Warner could have probably taken five off at, at half-time. I think it, it was just a disgrace. Yeah. I, I think what it is with Southgate, he ruined Euro 96 completely, single-handedly. And now he's doing his best to Euro, uh, ruin Euro 2020. Where does it end, Gareth? I know. How, <laughs> how many tournaments are you going to ruin? <laughs> What's he going to do next? Pop up another 25 years. Like, I don't know, like like a Yuri Geller trick, like to miss a pen. But I don't know. I mean, talking about Southgate's pen, by the way, I think we mentioned this privately, against uh, Germany in Euro 96. Is that one of the worst pens of all time? Like, I mean, I, I'm not sure if the keeper weren't there, if it would have reached the net. It's a very feeble effort, isn't it? It's such a poor pen. But talking of Euro 96, by the way, have you ever seen Paul Gascoigne's goal against Scotland? I think I saw it about 3,000 times yesterday. Um... <laughs> Did you see the celebration? Have you ever seen that? Do you know the the backstory to it? Yeah, yeah. Again, I mean, 
That's one of the best goals ever, and it used to be one of my favourite goals ever. But I've, I feel like I've seen it that many times. I'm starting to hate it. Yeah, I'm almost hour away. But every single time I put, like, we're in the caravan and I put the news on, or I watch it a match and it were half time. I saw that it's burned into my retinas now. I, honestly, I reckon I could do a reenactment of it completely. Not obviously I'm not good enough, but I know like every grass on yeah, that yeah. pitch where that were like scored. It was just, I mean, all right, it was an amazing goal, and you know that that were a great summer or whatever. But oh no, come on, how many which, times? Which do you think you've seen more? Do you think you've seen that more, or Gary Lineker saying have a word with him while pointing at Gaza? I no, I think it's Gaza's goal because I like the Gary Lineker have a word with him because he can use it in gifts at least and stuff that. Like yeah. someone should say to Southgate, guys, Lineker should go on the pitch actually. <laughs> <laughs> match. Have a word with him. Like, word with him yeah. To Harry Kane or something like that, but I don't know. Yeah, so I, I, a, a really bleh, boring start to to the tournament, I think, for England. Uh, I think we've I won't say we stunk the place out, but I think we've. I, I when I see Sweden rock up to matches, I think, oh god, it's the bloody Swedes. And I, just, I think, I think this before this tournament, before this tournament, I think there were people. I mean, we we know people who have lost interest with England. I think you know, there's yeah. people who've who've watched them for all their lives who recently have said, oh no, I don't I don't bother anymore. I'm a bit bored of them. But I think that that passion was back. I think people were excited yeah. before the tournament and. Oh, God, yesterday. It was just painful. Painful. I think what people are saying as well, and I, I disagree with this. I saw like a, um, oh, who is it? It was a oh, Scotland fan on, on the radio. I can't remember. We were someone famous. but And they said, the thing is, you, know, you always build yourselves up, England. And, and it's not about that for me. I'll, I'm not expecting to win it. I am, it might sound arrogant, but I am expecting to be Scotland at home. I'm at least expecting to have more than one shot. Yeah, definitely. I, I, you know, I mean, even just, just look at the rankings. Look at look at the sort of odds for the teams before the tournament. It's not it's not arrogant. It's just that on paper we are a better team than them. We, you know the players play in higher leagues. Yeah, I get it. It does become a bit of a derby game when it's England Scotland. But at the same time, you know there's no excuses for that performance. I just can't. And and what annoyed me more than anything is is almost this defence of it. This you know Southgate almost giving himself a pat on the back I think that that was the signal I wanted him to come out and say oh, so Nigel Clough you start with a point you win with a point yeah exactly yeah I think and you know we we were frustrated as Sheffield United fans under under Clough because that was his stance that you start yeah. with a point you don't want to lose it and that, you know that against Scotland England should not be playing that style of football no, I agree. Going back to the TV, if we take it back to that, so we don't want to just be a big moan pod. Uh, I do enough for that on Blades Pod, but Ben off Blades Pod, um, the creator of Blades Pod, um, sent me this. Uh, he's been saying this for a while. He's absolutely convinced. See what you think before I read the stats out. He's convinced that we lose every time we play on ITV or have a bad performance. Does this like stack up to your way of thinking? Uh, I've never noticed it. No, I, I do kind of associate. ITV has not been as good to watch international football. So, yeah, maybe there is some connection in there. I'm not sure. They sent me a a stat. ITV, uh, once again, need to take the blame for last night's draw. This is the the, the game they've had since France 98. ITV, England games, played 24, won four, drawn 12, lost eight. So, we've seen four wins since France 98 on ITV. BBC, played 22, won 15, drawn three, lost four. That's unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? That I, I love that start because 
he said it to me and I'm like, oh, I'm not, no, I'm not, I don't know. Same as you or like, yeah, maybe. But I'm, I didn't think it'd be like that dramatically like different. If we get through Sonoko, assuming we do. They've got to, just got to give it up and just say, sorry, look, for the good of the country, Gary and Neville go home, get back to Sky, Pugash, you know, go home. We don't, we don't, we don't want, we've had enough of you. Southgate can go yeah, I, I, what's the point of? I mean, that I find that an outrageous start. I mean, if if we're playing any games from now on with on ITV with Southgate at the helm, it's, we've had it, haven't we? Oh yeah, I mean, I'm going to keep on um, uh, Ben what he sent me as well. I've mentioned this to you before privately. Um, it, it makes up name, weird names for players, uh, and it, and he often texts me these in the middle of United games and stuff. And I'm just going to give him. Uh, I'm just going to give you a rundown of some of the the names that he sent me so far in this tournament. Yeah. Ivan Purcell. For yeah. Ireland, okay. Yeah. Uh, um, he, DJ Loverman. <laughs> yeah. You have told me that one. I do yeah, like. DJ That's for uh, for Lovren, isn't it? Zuba do ba do. Yeah. Yuri Telephones. <laughs> Yuri Telemans. Um and dried martins. Oh, I've got a couple more actually. Dried martins. Uh, dried Dun- martins. Yeah, instead of dry martins, the other player. I, th- I think dry martini is better. Dry, yeah, that's a good one actually. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's got dubs- dubstep Chesney. <laughs> <laughs> um. The the player Marbu. He says he says it in the um in the way Vic reads on uh shooting stars and Marbu recycles <laughs> on. And um Zerkov. Always makes him say, "You absolute Zerkov!" In the voice of Tony Harrison from *The Mighty Boosh*. Show that octopus. Yeah. Yes, Zerkov. <laughs> <laughs> so keep them coming in, Ben. I'll um, yeah. I hope you don't mind me uh, reading them out, but I do. I do have a chuckle. Think, uh, DJ Loverman, I think, is my favourite. I like that. Yeah, DJ Loverman's a fantastic one there. And Tom, you know, Tom, who you know as well, sent me in. Um, do you know Vasalko for uh, yeah. Croatia? Have you ever heard talk? <laughs> I've only ever heard this advert on Talksport. Do you know the Selco advert? It's where the trade goes. Yeah, yeah. He says every time it comes on, like with the Selco, <laughs> he goes, it's where the trade goes. Which is like says it back to himself. So, yeah, if anyone's got any more weird names that they've, they've made up for players, send us uh, send us them in this week. Yeah, good stuff. I like them. I know you want to move on now to sort of combine the music and the football, don't you? So talk about some yeah. of the, the Euro hits that, well, are we going to are we gonna bring in World Cup songs or do you just want to... Yeah, yeah, music? yeah, definitely. Basically, I just want to know what your... I mean, let's be honest, it's a, it's a, it's a toss-up between two songs, isn't it? The best England song. Well, uh, I actually think it's, it's more black and white than that. I think there can only be one real winner, but I'm, I'm not going to choose that because I think it almost goes without uh-huh. saying that it's the best song. It isn't. I think you're. If, well, it depends what you're thinking of. I, you're going to say Three Lions, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Yeah, definitely. I think World Emotion is one of New Order's best songs. I think it's a, a, a phenomenal song in its all in its own right. It's not as good as a chant as Three Lions. I honestly think that's a phenomenal pop song. I think that's a hit, whether it's about England or not. Yeah, but. But I don't know if that's a good thing. I, I don't know if I want my kind of anthem to be something that would work. I mean, I've listened to, uh, what's what's the song? What did you send me the other day? It was uh, Mick Hucknall. Mick Hucknall was the official um, 90, Euro 96 song. Uh, we're, we're in it together. 
Three Lions wasn't the official song then? Three Lions was the official England song, but the official song of the tournament, with it being in England, ah, right, okay, together by Simply Red, and it's shit. Yeah, but that's exactly my point. It's shit because it, it sounds like a Christmas song to me. I, I want my my football anthem song to to be a bit chanty, to be something that can be sung on a stadium. Not. I get this. I compl- I'm, look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have a big row about. I, I can. Three Lions was my favourite England song up until about ten years ago. I just think. There's so many good bits in World in Motion as a song. You listen to John Barnes rap, the bit in the background that oh, 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 oh like in the back, that's amazing. The the bass line is unbelievable. The I just think it's yeah, yeah. I, it's incredible. a good song. I, mean, I, I think I like it's one of the best. I like New Order. I like the song. I'm I'm not I'm certainly not saying it's there's anything about it I don't like. I just I just can't. I mean, obviously we were 14 at the time for. Uh, you're a '96. Yeah. It oh, just, I bought it on single. I bought three rounds that year. I, I I remember buying it, playing it all the time. I loved it. I loved the start of it. It it kind mm. of set, you know, it gives me chills a little bit. It gives me goosebumps when just that start music kicks in. I think, I think it's, it's a phenomenal so song. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm not gonna argue with that because I I do think. I just think as a, I think I get more replay value out of World in Motion. I think I could play three lines at Euro Night when when there's Euros on or a World Cup. I think I could play World in Motion at Glastonbury. Yeah, yeah, no, I um, I take your point. I mean, I, just speaking of sort of buying England songs, I remember for uh, World Cup '98, I remember buying the song for that one. Um, do Do you know what it was? Oh, were it Spice Girls? No, it was. I mean, they they might have done something as well, but. It was, uh, how does it feel to be on top of the world? Um, yeah. Do you remember that? I think one? they were involved in it, yeah. I think they oh. were involved in it. Hang on. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. So that isn't the one I bought then. All right. I think it were Echo and the Bunnymen and the Spice Girls. I think that's right. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm getting mixed up then. Um, Did you buy England's Irie by Black Grape? No. That was going to be the official England song in 1998 or 96. But they had a lyric in it that said, you're going home in a fucking ambulance. <laughs> so they changed it to, you're going to get your fucking head kicked in. And the uh, uh, the FA dropped it in, in favour of Three Lions. I don't know what I bought. I must have bought an unofficial. I wonder if I just bought like some, some tape of some guy selling them on the street or something. Because I remember it being the most awful England song I've ever heard. But I kept listening to it because I kind of wanted to, to sort of get involved with it. Get into it. Well, the only other like England song that's as big as Three Lines of World Immortal or anywhere near is Vindaloo, isn't it? I think they're the big three, aren't they? Yeah. Vindaloo is something that I think is an absolute crap song. But when the tournament's on and you hear it in pubs or on the radio, I can't help like going, oh, yes, this is brilliant. Yeah, it's, a, it's a proper... You're in clapping along with yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to contradict myself a little bit here because I, I don't love that, despite that being clearly designed to be sort of chanter at football grounds. I think it, yeah. it was a bit too manufactured. I think I think Three Lions feels like a genuine song that works as a kind of football chant, whereas... Well, I think Three Lions is lyrically better than both of them because it's not, we're going to win everything. It's, yeah, we're crap, I know we're crap, but you never know. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That's what, and I think that's where every England fan goes into the tournament, isn't it? Like, for instance, on World in Motion, <laughs> one of the lyrics is a Riva Dirty, it's one on one. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> yeah. Riva Dirty, it's a... New Order didn't actually like football, so they got Keith Allen to write the lyrics. Obviously, he wrote lyrics to it. Well, he did Vindaloo as well, didn't he? Yeah, he's in the video, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote, he wrote the lyrics to it. And uh, John Barnes, 
I know a lot about this song because I, I don't know. I, I really like it. John Bonds was they were they had a rap off. Who were going to do the rap in the middle? Um, and it was between John Barnes, Des Walker, and Paul Gascoigne. <laughs> and uh, John Barnes ended up beating Des Walker in the final. Yeah, I mean he does it. He does it well. I'll give him that. He does it a lot as well. Every time you see him, like if someone sees him abroad or whatever, they say, "Do the rap," and he just breaks into it, doesn't he? You can be slow or fast. A good chance he's doing it now somewhere, isn't there? Yeah. It gets to your thirst fast. What I have noticed with that though um, is. Every time we have a decent song, Vindaloo, not as good as World of Monsters Three Lions, that was 1998, but a good England song. We had an all right tournament second round, went out to Argentina, but Three Lions, 1996 semi final, World in Motion, 1990 semi final. Where are they all the, get a good song out and it's just a, a gateway to the semis? You might have to write them a theme tune. Living with England, England. <laughs> Very depressing. Um, the only other England song that I'd like to mention is something that I remember coming out at the time, uh, 2001, I think. And it was Spencer. You know what you could say, Sam? Yeah. As you're saying it, I'm looking at the lyrics for it, laughing to <laughs> Sven, Sven, Sven. We laugh about this quite a lot, don't we, privately, because the the lyrics of this, they're having a go at him. It's like... He's a yeah, lovely I mean, geezer. It's so funny this song. I couldn't believe it when this came out. <laughs> he's a lovely geezer, but don't forget that he is from Sweden. <laughs> There's a really bit where he goes, uh, he's got Jimmy Savile's haircut, so how does he get a lovely girlfriend? And then he goes, he, he tried too many plays for the Holland game. How did he forget Collymore? They say he's insane. <laughs> yeah, no, they say he's insane. And we remember, don't we? And this is probably a Mandela effect, but we seem to both think that as a a live performance of this out there, maybe on top of the pops, where he actually said the Swede is insane. I'm sure I've heard it. The Swede is insane. I am because we've we've said this like independently of each other. Yeah, I mean, if anyone's got access to that, I'd love to hear it again. Like you said, I, don't, I wonder if just on top of the pops they shout with it or something. I'm not sure. The Swede is insane. It's good because he's got quite a good voice. <laughs> like one of the guys as well. He's like proper. There's also a semen, semen, semen. Your hair is in a right old state. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I like um, a little Michael Owen. He put three past Dolly Khan. Dolly Khan must have cried his eyes out down the autobahn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a what's that other one as well? I got yeah, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy Voller, four scrum dirt technique. Or something. <laughs> other, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. I mean, it's abs- I, I just don't get it. Like, there's a bit here. This this don't even rhyme. Ollie, 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 Oliver Kahn. Heinz Drive, Bribery of Fun, that's five in German. And things like that. <laughs> Better rhyme Kahn with German. Yeah, so of, uh, just, just thinking of those sort of things, by the way. Do you know we both think that it's said in there, the Swede is insane. Well, the Swede is insane. Something else we talked about on, uh, was it the ITV theme for football or was it Champions League or... But do you remember the... Dun, 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 dun. Oh, let's, let's play this, please. This was Euro 92, this, because... Is that what it was? I, this was absolutely fantastic, this. 
Yeah, and I think they carried it on for a bit longer, to be fair. So that's why you might be thinking it's Champions League. Because I remember it being Euro 92, because when we were doing the Ian St. John thing, I was looking back through old St. Greasy episodes, and they did Euro 92, they presented it. And that come on, and I thought, oh, proper, do you like goosebump memory? Do you think, I've not heard this for absolutely ages. Well, I remember watching this at a time when I loved the, uh, a certain player who played for Man United. And I'm sure, and I, I kind of know it didn't, but I'm sure I heard it. Where it said, You are the number one Kanchelskis. I'm <laughs> said it. I, I mean, again, if anyone's got any evidence of that, I'd love to hear it, but I, I think I probably got that one wrong. They were Russian, weren't they, uh, oh, was it Ukrainian, was it? It says Russian. Yeah, Ukrainian, you're right. Sorry, yeah. I'm trying to think when he first played his international career. Um, I don't think he played. CIS were in it. Yeah, he did play. Sorry, yeah, he did play in that tournament. So, maybe, so it's plausible, yeah. then. Yeah, 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 because obviously CIS were what Russia, Soviet Union became after they split up, before they became independent states, whatever. And he was in the squad, so, yeah. Yeah, well, if, I mean, I'd love to hear that again, if anybody's uh, got any evidence of that. Oh, that is a re- that's a proper tune, that. You are the number one. Gentilskis. I think we're going to wind down there, aren't we? So thanks yeah. thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to try and do one of these a week, just after each week. If you've got anything to send in for us that you think's funny, not necessarily about the performances on the pitch, but anything kind of happening in the studio or in the crowd, give us a shout. Yeah, we're, we're doing this before, well, England's next game's Tuesday, isn't it? And uh, Yeah, but they're pretty much qualified. So you think, I mean, do you think uh, Grealish will play Tuesday? I want to go and watch the uh, the eight o'clock game, and I think you're probably going to have a warm glass of milk and an early night, aren't you? No, I'm I am going to watch. It's Spain, Poland. It's just kicked off. Any chance? You reckon the Poles winning? No way. Do you think we're pushing this a bit far? Do you think anybody's still listening? No way. Euro 2020. If uh, anyone wants to get in touch with us, send us anything. Find us on Twitter at livingwithmade1. Or you can send us an email at livingwithmaidly at outlook.com. Living.